Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Did you know that My Gay Expose podcast is currently ranked number 14 of the top 100 best LGBTQ plus podcasts of all time? Well, you're about to find out exactly why that is now. Chances are is that if you're new to the show, which is very likely because, you know, based on the numbers and their percentages that I've been seeing lately, there are literally like thousands of new listens that are repeating each and every week, like within the last like fucking six months. And thank you so much for coming back for more. But you know, you guys, listen, I've worked very fucking hard on creating this entire brand known as My Gay Expose Podcast. And even though I have my hand in many different facets in the creative and artistic world in regards to writing projects, a clothing line, working on a book, like working on just a bunch of shit that I can't even talk about just yet, there's one common underlying tone that I try really fucking hard to exude. And it's just that overall messy, salacious and relatable shit that you hear on each one of these exposés each and every week. So you might be a little confused by some of the terms or the common little sayings that I say that may not fully make sense because, well, you haven't been listening from the beginning. So this week, I decided to kind of take some of those specific situations that you might hear on a regular basis if you're new and break it down just a little bit more and kind of give you the backstory behind each and every one of these like catchphrases, scenarios, segments, situations that I constantly repetitively talk about. And maybe that'll give you just a little bit more clarity so that when you listen along to each episode from this moment moving forward, you'll just be a little bit more in the know about what I'm talking about. Okay, so like, okay, so for example, so like, what do I mean when I say re-expose or your gay expose or my gay expose? You know, there's one that I bring up pretty much every single week and it's called My AIDS Life Cycle Journey. So we'll get a little bit more of a backstory on what that is and why I always bring that up. We often hear out of my mouth, a gay in the life of Ronnie. So let's get the backstory on that as well. What is that hot jock top that you've been eyeing on your grinder grid for weeks? And why do I talk about that so often? And when I talk about going in to therapy, why do I phrase it as that little green therapy couch? 
we're about to find out why this week. And what is that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment? What's this story behind that? And why do I use that phrase so often? It's almost to a place where you're beginning to hear that in your dreams. (laughs) What do I mean when I say that I live in a cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble? And what do I actually mean when I consistently bring up a messy night of drinking out of the gay bars with Kahoy? And who the fuck is Kahoy anyway? Well, we'll find out who and why that whole thing exists this week. And what is a bossy power bottom? And why am I hearing that phrase so often, you might be asking yourself. Well, I'll reveal all of that shit to you this week. And whenever I say that my happily ever after drown in the San Francisco dating pool, what do I mean by that exactly? I, you know, there's this one phrase that I I regularly do in these very intros every single week where I say, put on that condom or pop your prep pill. And where did that come from? And what do I mean by that? And, you know, There's a very common phrase that I have carried through this entire My Gay Expose podcast journey that basically is how I describe the show itself, where I say the show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. And what exactly does that phrase mean? And why do I use the word unperfectly instead of imperfectly? Well, you'll get all of that information as well. What is a popper sommelier and why do I consider myself to be the world's most pristine and in-the-know poppers sommelier expert of all time? What does it mean to swim in a sea of bottoms? What's a slutty power bottom hoe bag and what's a slutty power bottom hoe diet? And really the one phrase that I constantly talk about on a regular basis, you'll get all of the information on this one phrase and this one phrase alone. And that is my gay walk of shame. So you guys, listen, are you ready? Are you ready to get all of that shit that you may need to know in regards to the behind the show info? So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and get your notepads out and take some notes on what you need to know behind the show here on My Gay Expose Podcast. You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Washburn here, and welcome back to the biggest backstory to the catchiest catchphrase that you have ever 
heard in the podcast world. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we explore the entire notion of what it means to, well, really get what you may need to know in regards to behind the show info. So listen, you guys, the real reason why I wanted to focus on this for this expose this week is because I sort of feel like that now that we're seeing so many new listeners and and things are growing and taking off into a new and exciting place for the show, and I just felt like there are so many things that I needed to bring up and explain a little bit more in detail about the show, things I repeat on a regular basis, catchphrases that I use like pretty consistently, backstories to specific situations that as you listen through each and every week, you may not fully understand. So we're really just going to hit all of the different things that I feel need a little bit more clarity and explanation this week. You know, really, I have to be honest, the real reason why I decided to take this route this week is not only because we're getting to a place where we're reaching some really exciting numbers and some really consistent, um, you know, listeners that are returning each and every week. And there's a community that is beginning to form from this very show. And it's so fucking exciting. And I just can't wait to build on all of that. But I stumbled upon the Ross Matthews podcast like a few weeks back. And, you know, you guys, listen, I'll say this. I love Ross Matthews. I think he's fucking hysterical. I'm Everything that he's ever done work-related, I've just eaten up and I loved it. And I just randomly discovered that he had a podcast and has had it for several years. So I wanted to check it out. And so what I've learned in doing research in, you know, my specific podcast journey moving forward is that... Like statistically, when you guys listen to a brand new show or you hear a show for the very first time, when you stumble on My Gay Expose podcast, for example, 99.9% of you are going to click the most recent episode published. Either that or like an episode title that catches your eye. But more often than not, most of you will click that most recent episode. And so that being said... There's so many things that I regularly bring up that just might be a little bit confusing. And so on that note, when I did listen to that episode of Ross Matthews and his podcast, I felt so lost and confused. And some of the things that he was saying were just, I felt like it was shit that you just had to start over from the beginning to like fully understand what the actual fuck it was that he was talking about. And, you know, as a result, it just, it lost me. And I ended up just turning the show off because I just, I I didn't get like half the shit he was saying. And it was just, you just had to be in the know. And I don't for one moment want any of you to feel that way here on the show. So we're really just going to break every single little piece of this My Gay Expose podcast puzzle out together. Like every puzzle piece will be fully explained this week. So that being said, because... We just need to jump right in and tackle all the good shit. No re-expose, no your gay expose this week. And I will actually explain what those two terms mean if you're not fully in the know about the show's structure next. But so just sit tight. Let's get into all the good shit now. And by the end of this expose, I assure you that you will fully be 100% educated on all things My Gay Expose podcast 
and Ronnie Washburn. So let's just hop in now. About a year and a half ago, a podcast critic actually described my show as one big, boisterous, and overly unapologetic gay overshare. <laughs> you got every time I read that sentence, I just eat that shit up because you guys really, it is very that. Like, literally, ask any one of my friends. Like, I'm zero to sixty. I'm like that big, bold, boisterous personality. I am out loud and proud. I am a street shooter. I will tell you exactly how I feel, regardless of how uncomfortable it makes anybody else feel. I am that person. I'm the Beyonce. I'm the life of the party. I am 100% what that sentence describes. Like this critic got it like spot on. So that being said, I, I mean, I'm not opposed to talking about very uncomfortable topics of conversation on the show each and every week, you know, aka dirty butt sex, uh, just real life shit that we as gay individuals in society encounter, experience, and maybe things that you might not always want to talk about. But when I talk about them, the number one response I get every single week consistently is how fucking relatable I come off in the show each and every week. It's like, like if I had a dime for how many times somebody messaged me and said that they could relate to everything that I said, and that's what attracts them to the show, then I would be so rich that I wouldn't even have to be working in this world. <laughs> but that's the whole goal. That's the point. That's the dynamic of what I'm trying to exude on the show. And, you know, when I describe the show in the you know, initial like introduction, like phase to the show with the music in the background. And basically it, it really just goes, you are now listening to My Gay Expose podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist and self-proclaimed messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is my gay expose podcast. You guys, okay, every single descriptor that you just heard in that sentence is everything I want to describe in the show. I use the term unperfectly. Now, I don't know if you know this, but unperfectly is not actually a word. So the underlying theme and tone and vibe and feel is that I want you all to understand that everything I talk about on this show is unperfect because it's not the actual real word. It's not a word. Unperfect is not a word. It doesn't exist, but that's why I use it because it's that messy, hungover, hot mess vibe that you're just, you're, Life has you so fucked in the head being a gay man trying to maneuver through while you're being fucked from behind by that hot jock top that you've been eyeing on your grinder grid for weeks. The grinder, the poppers, 
just everything that embodies being gay. That is what I tried to exude in that little introduction for the show. That It's all there. That is everything that you will get each and every week. So that being the underlying tone, I am a fucking Virgo. And so what that means is like when it comes to my creative projects, I get a little bit OCD and perfectionistic in regards to like structure. <laughs> so allow me to explain. So each and every week, I just start with an introduction, kind of just relaying a story of some sort that will allude to what the topic of conversation will be for that week. And then after that, you get just a little like table of contents introduction breakdown of like what we'll talk about, what we talk about in each segment, and what will end up at the very end of each expose. Then we go into a segment that I like to call the re-expose segment, which is really just a segment that I use to address shit from past episodes that after they debut and I get a floodgate of like questions, comments, concerns, reads, all of it from you, the listeners, I can address some of those things if I feel the need. Or if I re-listen through and realize like, oh God, I didn't explain that well enough. Let me just re-say what I said so that maybe it's understood a little bit better. Or just like shit that I just fully get wrong and someone like comes for me and corrects me. And so then I just, you know, graciously address that as well. It's just, it's just a, a space to sort of reiterate everything that I've may have misguidedly attempted to maneuver through with unsuccessful <laughs> results. <laughs> That's basically what the re-expose segment is each and every week. So once we get all of that out of the way, the bulk portion of the episode itself is the My Gay Expose portion of the episode. And so before we hit that, I do the Your Gay Expose segment, which truth be told, you guys, the Your Gay Expose segment has become probably one of the most popular pieces to the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle in regards to the idea that I like open the floodgates to allow you, the listeners, to answer a question that I pose on the Instagram page at Exposing My Gay, that I post in the story each and every week, and all of you reply, and I send a text out to like a few close friends as well, and I just read everybody's responses, and it's just gotten to a place where people are catching on that they should just send in the funniest response based on whatever that topic of conversation is, and. You know, I have to say it's gotten to a place where certain things have just evolved from this Your Gay Expose segment. So, for example, my brother and I have recently, like, really rekindled our relationship. And, you know, he is really into actually listening to my show each and every week. Now, I refer to him when he reads his answer on the Your Gay Expose segment as my straight brother Ryan says as follows... And I just refer to him as my straight brother, Ryan, because I want you all to hear the corruption that comes out of his fucking mouth. And I want you to associate that with the fact that my brother and I are the literal exact same, like, should be canceled, like, unapologetic, just inappropriate people of all time. The only difference is that he's very straight-minded and I'm very gay-minded. So often when I read his answers, it's just like me but like a straight version of me. <laughs> so that's sort of become a fun little dynamic 
throughout the Your Gay Expose segment. So I really just read everybody's answers and I usually just pick the best ones based on whatever the question is that's posed that week. And it's just become so much fun, you guys, to a place where I have found there is this little rivalry that's just gone behind the scenes of the show where my two friends, Kevin and Daryl specifically, who are both very funny individuals, have gotten to a place where they try their very best to always submit their answers to each question with like a funny response. Now, it's gotten to a place where Kevin and Daryl get so like into their responses and how funny they are that there's this whole behind the scenes like Kevin slash Daryl rivalry that's developed from the fucking Yorge expose segment that I just never foresaw coming almost to a place where people are also that regularly answer questions or trying their very best to combat how funny these two guys are with their responses. So in turn, most of the answers that I read live on the show for the Your Gay Expose segment have me laughing off my ass so hard. And you guys, listen, it's just so much fucking fun. And I will say this, I, you know, had the idea to, to add this dynamic to the show, like, I think a year and a half ago. And sometimes the shit that we come up with from those answers just blow my mind. Like, we were taken to places that I never foresaw that we would be in regards to what that topic is for the show. It just, it's so much fun. It blows my mind. And I love, like an example of this is I did an episode on fetishes specifically, and I asked people what their specific fetish was. And I will say this, after I read all the answers live on the show that I collected, I, I kind of realized that I was way more vanilla than I think I even realized that I was. It's just, I didn't realize that I was that fucking vanilla. And it just opened my mind to like, I thought that I was a little bit more fetish driven in my mind, but then it just made me realize that I so fucking wasn't. And it just created a completely different spin for the expose itself. And that is the beauty of this show. I just love it. I eat it up. It's just so much fun. And thank you so much for responding with your answer each and every week. And just for the record, I post on the Instagram story at exposing my gay each and every week for that question where you can respond. And I now have it live on mygayexposepodcast.com on the, the show info page. If you scroll down a little bit every week, the actual show question will be posed and you can, there's a little place where you can like import your answer each and every week. So just in case you miss the Instagram story, you can go back to the website at mygayexposepodcast.com and there you'll find the question and you can chime in on the Your Gay Expose segment each and every week. So now you know. <laughs> and then after we get all of those answers, then I just jump into the meat portion of that topic of conversation, which is the My Gay Expose portion of the conversation. And we really just hit all the hard-hitting things that I just need to expose on the show. Some of the most talked about and predominant topics of conversation that we've gone through in each and every expose have been my obsession with poppers, dirty butt sex, how dating in San Francisco is impossible, uh, fetishes, the sex apps, jerking off on a regular basis, self-care, being recorded during sex, 
I mean, you name it, I've pretty much fucking tackled it. Ghosting, uh, being a borderline alcoholic, how you can become best friends with your ex, uh, doing that gay walk of shame, getting older as a gay man, trying so very hard to maneuver through like gay hookup culture, penis size, <laughs> like all the ret- the attention that I'm now getting for being a podcast host and having this very show out in the community, uh, the AIDS life cycle and all of the shit that I'm putting into that now these days. I mean, you fucking name it. We've pretty much fucking talked about it on the show. And there's so much more in store for future exposés, just for the record. So if you didn't realize that was what the structure is for the show, well, now you know. All right, you guys, listen. I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. One of the things that I often bring up on the show and mostly in the re-expose segment is my AIDS life cycle journey. So allow me to explain why I'm asking you to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey pretty much every single week. So basically what ended up happening is in 2022, for the very first time, a friend of mine actually just last minute asked me if I wanted to join him in being what they call a roadie for the AIDS life cycle. So for those of you not in the know, the AIDS life cycle is a week-long bike ride from San Francisco to Los Angeles. We camp in like five different cities throughout that little journey. And when you're a roadie, basically, you're just going along for the journey, just creating those campsite moments. So you're volunteering your time to work to ensure that those bike riders that are riding, you know, all day long are coming back to like a comfortable situation after their very tiring and long, you know, bike ride. So I literally, you guys, did not foresee this being a situation that just completely and entirely changed my life in a way that I could never fucking possibly ever describe, even on this show. There's like no no descriptors out there that could ever show you how amazing, incredible this organization is, how near and dear to my heart this organization is, and how this entire process of doing this week-long bike ride from San Francisco to Los Angeles has just changed my life in such a way that I will forever be doing the AIDS life cycle each and every year until the day I die and even has created a new burning fire in my life to become an HIV and AIDS advocate. Like that's my 
next step. That's where I'm going with this podcast, using this platform. That, that's what I want in my life is to just, you know, be that person that wants to talk about that one topic of conversation that the rest of the country just doesn't want to talk about. And because here in San Francisco, we are very well educated on sexual health and HIV and AIDS and STDs and PrEP and being HIV positive and undetectable and all of it and how to prevent contracting the HIV virus. We just are fully versed in all of these things and what all of it means. But, you know, being on this show and getting to a place where I am creating a podcast community based on this show, I'm realizing that there are people outside of the San Francisco city limits that don't understand most of this shit. And it just blows my mind. And, you know, we all know that politically this country does their very best to just sweep the H and the H, (laughs) the HIV and AIDS epidemic underneath the rug. Like they just don't want to fucking talk about it because to them, it's just a fucking gay thing. The Republicans refuse to acknowledge it. It's just this giant clusterfuck of misinformation. Nobody's educating their kids on, you know, the ins and outs of HIV, AIDS, protecting themselves, all of it. It's just, it's so sad to see all of that unfold right before our very eyes. So again, because it's that one topic of conversation that I, more than anything else in this world, so badly want to talk about and educate people and and just allow gay men to understand that they can get on prep so that they don't have to put themselves in a situation where they walk into a clinic and find out that they're HIV positive or just you know, endorse an organization like the AIDS Life Cycle, where all of the necessary resources and money and all of the fundraising and everything that is put into this event goes straight to that situation where a guy has, you know, a possible drunk night out with the guys, ends up going home with the guy, realizes that he had unprotected sex, freaks the fuck out and is able to go to the local clinic here in San Francisco and Los Angeles and get tested for free and find out what his status is. That is so fucking important. And I just, the way that they embrace and make you feel comfortable, it's just, I believe in this organization so much. It's put on by the San Francisco AIDS Foundation and the Los Angeles LGBT Center combined. They they throw the event each and every year. And you guys, I just... Now you know exactly what I'm talking about, how passionate I am about it when I say, please, please, please donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. And literally, please, you guys, I still need your help to like donate to my or, like cause for the the specific event. Like I'm trying to raise $5,000 before June of this year and all of the proceeds go to the AIDS life cycle to contribute to this very important cause. And it's just something that I believe in so much. And I could talk about this shit all day long, but we don't really have time for that. So you guys, link in this specific episode's show notes, links in all of my social media bios, links in all of my websites. If you pretty much Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. So now when you hear me talk about this, you know exactly what I mean when I say my AIDS life cycle journey. So 
Here are some of the catchphrases that I repetitively talk about on this show that might make you feel just a little bit confused when you're following along to like whatever story it is that I'm telling and just suddenly use one of these fucking catchphrases. So I often will say a day in the life of Ronnie or a day in the life of whatever the subject of conversation is. And what that means is I've just kind of coined that a day in the life of Ronnie phrase. A gay in the life of Ronnie is actually my personal Instagram handle. And if you're not following me on Instagram yet, you should be. <laughs> a gay in the life of Ronnie. But it, obviously, it's just a play on a day in the life. And really, I created a blog out of this. So you can actually find that on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. And click the blog tab. And there you'll find a gay in the life of Ronnie. And just just specific written pieces that I've done over the course of the last several years and just all gay themed, of course, and you can find all of that there. So now you know what that means. Now, I often use this specific phrase quite frequently, and it's that hot jock top that you've been eyeing on your grinder grid for weeks. So the picture that I'm usually trying to paint here, you guys, is that, you know, as gay men, we're often you know, in those moments where we're trying to find some dick on Grinder, I mean, we've all been there, right? And, and most of us actually do it on a pretty consistent and regular basis. I know that there are plenty of guys that are on my Grinder grid specifically that are, are constantly on that thirsty ass quest to find some ass or some dick or whatever they're looking for. They're on Grinder more often than not. And so, I use the phrase that hot jock top because I want to describe to you as a writer what that guy is in that specific scenario. So in other words, as I'm telling you the story, I use that phrase, that hot jock top. And that's just my own personal perspective of who it is that I end up probably going home with, probably having sex with, probably like waking up next to naked the next morning and not knowing who it is. It's just almost always this infamous hot jock top that I've been eyeing on my grinder grid for weeks that almost always ends with some sort of like sense of shame and regret. And I end up doing my gay walk of shame home, wondering why I went home with that fucking dumb ass hot jock top that I randomly have been eyeing on my grinder grid for weeks. And now we'll be blocking on my phone. So I reference this often just to describe any random guy that I just so happen to have sex with. So if you hear that phrase, that's really what that means. Another catch phrase I use often, and this is again, one of my previous blog entries that was titled the little green therapy couch. And so what this means is this just is my way of saying, like I'm sitting on a couch talking to my therapist. And it's just that catchphrase that I've just, it just sort of took off. I had an episode in the early archives dedicated to that title. And therapy has been a very important aspect of my life that really all it means is that I'm talking about a therapy session or like whatever that topic of conversation in the show that I'm talking about. I'll often say, I really just need to unpack that on that little green therapy couch. It really just means I need a therapy session and I need to talk to my therapist about that. So that's where that specifically comes from. Now, I coined this phrase and I use it often, and it's called that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment. Listen, you guys, again, that one topic of conversation that every gay's experienced, 
but nobody's really talking about. And that's exactly why I talk about that shit. Literally, no pun intended. (laughs) But it's, yeah, it's very that. I just came up with that phrase on my own. That dirty butt sex, oopsie daisy moment where, you know, there's a little something extra when that hot jock top pulls his dick out of your ass and you realize that you're having said dirty butt sex, oopsie daisy moment. (laughs) So are you kind of starting to get where I'm going with all of this? Is it all starting to kind of come together? Is it making more sense? I'm so happy to help you all fully understand. So, you know, before you go home, like with that hot jock top, and then you wake up the next day and end up doing that gay walk of shame, and maybe possibly having a dirty butt sex, oopsie daisy moment, or not, You're more often than not, almost always starting with a messy night of drinking out with Kohoi at the gay bars. So there's a little bit of a backstory to this one. So Kohoi is a dear friend of mine that I met like very, very early on in my, you know, new residence in San Francisco. And I was like newly single and I was meeting guys on Grindr. And it was this Asian guy that just so happened to be Australian. So we just became such good ride or die friends. And as I was sort of exploring my single life, you know, on this journey in San Francisco for the very first time and just sort of trying to figure out what it meant to be a single gay in a big city and just not knowing the ins and outs of it and, you know, all the different gay hookup culture. Are we dating? Are we not? Like all of that blurred, fine lined in between BS that I'm sure we're all far too familiar with. It was almost always out with the messy drinking out of the gay bars with Kahoy. So I'll often use that phrase because whenever I hung out with Kahoy, because he has his Australian accent, he was very charismatic and very charming. And so what that meant was every time we would go out to the bars, it literally would just be me and Kahoy at the bars drinking. And the next thing I knew, there were like 15 fucking guys all around us. And we were just meeting all these new people. It was so much fun to hang out with Kahoy, I will say. I met so many people, so many valuable friendships that I now have are because of meeting them through Kahoy. And so that's just all of my most messiest and deranged, sexually charged gay walk of shame moments of all time that have been disclosed on the show are, are more often than not. After a very messy night of drinking out with Kahoy at the gay bars. So now you know. <laughs> and then on that note, I tackled this a few exposés back, but I often reference my cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble. So what this means is I fervently feel that living in San Francisco creates a moment where we're all able to just be a little bit more openly gay in our everyday, regular day-to-day lives than I think most gays out in other parts of the world are allowed to be. And so what that means is I'm just so fucking gay. I live in the Castro in San Francisco. Every single aspect of my day-to-day life is just so fully immersed in the gay scene, in the gay moment, and going into businesses that have gay names. Uh, Just everything about me here in the city is so fucking gay. And so sometimes as I record each and every week on this show, I have to take a step back and realize that not everyone else outside of my cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble is as gay as I am. They're not living this gay life like I am. They're just being gay the way they know how. And they're not 
fully able to give a full-blown my gay expose moment because they they just can't like they're not like able to for whatever reason and so you know after the show started taking off and I started getting like a floodgate of messages from guys all around the fucking world I realized that some of the shit that I would talk about just like normal everyday regular bs that I do on a regular basis was just so foreign to many of these gays outside of my cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble. So that's really what I mean by that. And then, you know, the last catchphrase that I use pretty consistently is my happily ever after drown in the San Francisco dating pool. And, you know, a big plot line or premise of this entire brand that I've created here is the idea that San Francisco dating is so fucking difficult and hard. And if you ever feel like you're planning on moving to San Francisco because your aim is to find love, well, I'm here to tell you that your happily ever after will drown right alongside mine in that San Francisco dating pool. In other words, love is so far hard to fucking find here for so many different reasons why. And you can catch many of those reasons each and every week on this show. So those are some of the more like common catchphrases that you'll hear on this show on a regular basis. So now you know. One of the catchphrases that I sort of like created early on in the show and sort of stuck and it really is on, I want to say 99.9% of almost every single expose, whether it's still live or not, that I've created is that term. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore, you know, blah, 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 X, Y, Z, whatever the topic of conversation for that week is. So the entire premise behind that is like, I want to like exude that you're about to get yourself into this episode, meaning you're about to get yourself into some sexual shit. So put on that condom or pop your prep pill if you want to do the bareback thing. <laughs> That's really all it means. It's just like a like embrace yourself. Get ready. Here we go. This is going to be some unfiltered fucked up shit. And that's just really where that specific catchphrase that I literally say every single intro, every single episode comes from. The other term I'd like to like bring up and has become a very like coined and popular catchphrase on my behalf is popper sommelier. Now you guys listen, I am obsessed with poppers to a place where I almost always have to have poppers and any one of my sexual encounters as well as like jerk off sessions for myself by myself. I like, I have to have a new and fresh bottle of poppers. Like if this was a company that went public, I probably would have stock options like <laughs> nailed down in the poppers industry. But because it's like one of those hush, hush, under the counter, quiet, you know, business models or pieces and really just shit that almost every gay pretty much does on a pretty consistent basis. I mean, I've gone through the motions of like, you know, going the Popper Sommelier episode where I bought like fucking 10 bottles of unopened varying brands of poppers and hit them live on the show. That's the shit that I'm willing to do for you, the listeners, <laughs> to 
basically be that much of a fucking hot ass, high as a kite mess, and rate all of those poppers brands on a sex scale from one to ten. And I did just that. So you can actually go back into Popper's Sommelier and listen to that shit because it was a whole hell of a lot of fun and a really big fucking hot ass mess. But you know, the term sommelier, obviously, is if you're someone in the know in regards to like the wine world, you're a sommelier. Like you have to pass a class. You have to get your pin. You have to be a sommelier. And so it's just the, you know, notion that I am a popper sommelier. Like I know anything that you need to know about poppers. You want to know whether it's top energy, bottom energy, strong potency, light potency, like what brands to stay away from, what brands to actually get, like what t- like degree of a hit you need, like whatever you need to fucking know, I am your most pristine popper sommelier of all time. <laughs> so there's that. So I did two specific episodes entitled The Slutty Power Bottom Hoe Bag and The Slutty Power Bottom diet. And now with the hoe bag, what that means is I just came up with this concept to create a bag where you have these six essential like items in that slutty power bottom hoe bag that actually give you a moment that if you're at work, let's just say you've been on your feet all day, you've had a really exhausting day, you haven't showered in at least six hours, you've had two meals, and that hot jock top that you've been eyeing on your grinder grid for weeks hits you up and wants to have you come over for a quick bang, but you don't really know, like, like if are you okay? Like, you've eaten, you're tired, you probably are a little sweaty. Uh, like, what do you do? So these six essential items that you should carry in your slutty power bottom hoe bag will ensure that if you show up to that hot jock tops place and you use these six essential items, you can rest assured that you will be ready to fucking sit on that hot jock top dick. (laughs) So if you want any further information in regards to like what those six essential items are for the hoe bag, just go back into the slutty power bottom hoe bag expose and listen along. But I also did another expose entitled The Slutty Power Bottom Ho Diet. And it's the same idea. It's like a really strict diet that I set out and actually did research on. That if you implement this specific diet in your life and just exclude all the things that contribute to a dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment, then you can rest assured with full confidence that when you sit on that hot jock top dick that you've been eyeing on your grinder grid for weeks, that you can come out with a clean bill of health. So do you guys see how all of this shit's coming together? All the pieces of the puzzle are coming together in the My Gay Expose podcast world. And now you're fully in the know about all the different things that I say on a regular basis. And as you listen along in future exposés, you can fully get what I'm saying. But the last piece to that My Gay Expose podcast puzzle is, well, there's two pieces. So one is the bossy power bottom. And that's actually what I consider myself to be to a place where I created a merch line for the show entitled the bossy power bottom wear line, which by the way, you can find on ronniewashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I washburn.com. And there's just 
at least seven or eight different pieces that you can select through t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies that say some of the most outlandish and crazy like gay pride themed festival events. That's that's the kind of shit that you would wear at like those events. It's it's everything that you see on that like um, on this wear line in this collection is that kind of shit. So it's just, you know, Popper Sommelier, Bossy Power Bottom, looking for my next gay walk of shame, uh, just a cum dump, <laughs> like, you fucking name it, all the inappropriate gay bullshit that you probably otherwise wouldn't be wearing, you can rock at your next upcoming gay or pride event. So check it out when you get the opportunity and select your piece before pride this year. But also, just as a little side note, I just created my own production company. And this is the first time I've actually talked about it on the show. So pretty much I created my own umbrella production company so that every single thing that I create from this moment, moment, this moment, moving forward in every single project, every, the book I'm writing, uh, any future projects on the horizon that I, I'm working on in I'm in development for so many different things right now, and I can't fucking talk about it, which is so fucking hard for me, but it's important to make sure that I just keep my fucking mouth shut on these future projects, but they're all going to be a part of Bossy Power Bottom Productions, and you guys, I'm so fucking excited to just see where all of this shit goes in the future. Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Yes, it's here. It's a thing, and I'm so beyond fucking excited. But the one piece to the puzzle and my original piece to the puzzle that has brought me to this place where I am today and a phrase that you will often hear on this show is that infamous gay walk of shame. Now, you guys, the history behind this is that in 2017, I started writing a blog called Gay Walk of Shame, and it really was just all of my most salacious and crazy sexual escapades that I experienced while being single in my first moments of San Francisco City living. And so some of these stories, even though this blog no longer exists, were so iconic that I had to bring them back in a book form. So I'm working on my very first book entitled Gay Walk of Shame, and it's coming your way soon. So stay tuned for those details. But the Gay Walk of Shame phrase that I've used more times I think, than any other phrase on this show. It's just everything that exudes Ronnie Washburn is that gay walk of shame. Every story, every episode's subject matter is all based off some sort of gay walk of shame. Many of these experiences, these stories, all of it's been told on the show. The really good ones will be put in the book. It's just, it's just one big giant clusterfuck of a gay walk of shame. So you guys, that's it. That's all the real things that you pretty much need to know in regards to the My Gay Expose podcast universe. So now you know. we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, 
I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. Okay, at any rate, we learned pretty much all the things that you probably would need to know in regards to behind the show info. I mean, we learned about the structure of the show. We learned about the AIDS life cycle. We learned about the phrase, a gay in the life of whatever. We learned about that hot jock top that you've been eyeing on your grinder grid for weeks. We've learned about that little green therapy couch. We've learned about that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment. We've learned about that cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble. We've learned about what it means to have a messy night of drinking out at the gay bars with Kahoy. We've learned the phrase bossy power bottom and all of the power that that punch packs. We've learned about how my happily ever after did in fact drown in the San Francisco dating pool. And we've learned what I mean by put on that condom or pop your prep pill. We've also learned that my voice cracks on a regular basis. <laughs> but we've also learned about what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind, while being a pauper sommelier, while swimming in a sea of bottoms, while holding your slutty power bottom hoe bag and being on a very strict slutty power bottom hoe diet and unperfectly describing my gay walk of shame. And we've learned how all of this information just completely fits together like the most perfect My Gay Expose podcast puzzle. And I'm so glad that you keep coming back for more. But I just want to hear from you, the listeners, like, what the fuck do you think? Give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me what you think about any of the information disclosed this week. And, you know, honestly, with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, MyGayExposePodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need to know in regards to the show. And don't forget the latest piece to the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle, the official show merch line, Bossy Power Bottom Wear at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com. And pick out your next piece for your upcoming gay or pride event. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will explain that catchphrase with you next time.
This week's expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.